Welcome to Of Sound Mind and Spirit. I'm Shelley. And I'm Lisa. We're sisters walking together on a journey of faith. We're not perfect. And we definitely don't have all the answers. We're inviting you to walk with us as we explore ways we can better know and grow in our faith together. together. Welcome back to another episode from Of Sound Mind and Spirit. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Shel. So I wanted to tell you about something that happened the other day. We were cleaning out a space in the upstairs family room, and I came across a box that I hadn't opened in a long time. I opened the box, and inside was this huge, like, gallon Ziploc bag, just full of cards and letters and all the things that you and a bunch of people had sent me the summer that I lived in Yellowstone National Park right after graduation. And it was just, it was like opening a time capsule that I had saved all these <laughs> things right there. That's pretty cool. I, uh, I'd be interested to see what I sent you, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lots of Hallmark cards or, um, Oh gosh. Remember yeah. that? Sending cards, like buying greeting cards and not just signing your name, but writing huge messages in them. Yes. I used to do that yes. all the time. I found a letter in there from grandpa, mom's dad, and he, and I took a picture of it to send to her that he had written to me. Mm -hmm. And she wrote back, oh my gosh, it's his handwriting. It was such yeah. a... a visceral type of re response, you know, just, oh my gosh, his handwriting. And all of a sudden yeah. we were reconnected with him like, like no time had passed. It is, it is crazy. And I, I wonder, I, I have a ton of letters that I've saved over the years and, and this is a great, to me, a great topic for us as Gen Xers, this uh, Generation <laughs> X, that we grew up in a time of letter writing. We grew up before, we grew up when telephones were mounted to the wall, before caller ID, before answering machines, when phone calls were expensive, uh, long distance. Mm -hmm. And we now, of course, we've adapted all the technology, adopted. We, you know, our generation is huge into, you know, phones and computers and all the things, but we grew up, I mean, we were adults before people really switched to email and texting. So I feel like letter writing for us is really a common experience, something we all did when we were younger or growing up or our grandparents wrote to us or our parents. And, and so I like this because, man, I kind of miss it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to get started talking and I'm going to grow very nostalgic. So I apologize <laughs> up front if I get a little quiet or, you know, oh, well, on you. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Lisa, letter writing has been around for, you know, millennia and it, and in my first job out of college was working in an archives and I used to tease that the reason I became an archivist was because I'm a snoop and I love to read other people's mail <laughs> because a, a lot of archives and a lot of history is written by reading correspondence mm -hmm. written between two people. I hadn't really thought about that until we talked about it, but, but yeah, a lot of what we know about history is, 
is from not only people's journals or newspapers or things like that, but from what people actually wrote to each other. And I can go back and think about the the books that we've read um, that are compilations of letters and the way that you get to know not only the people, but what their lives were like or what the time period was like. Does that mean right. someone's going to read our old letters from the 80s and 90s? Well, that's what guesses? I was wondering. <laughs> Do you and I have old letters from the 80s and the 90s? We lived at the same house I, back then. So I don't think you and I wrote to each other beyond the birthday card and the greeting card and the Christmas I, card. I wouldn't think so until maybe college because, like you said, we lived – in the same house. So that would be weird if we were writing each other. Of course, I mean, I don't know. We did some weird stuff. Um, but when you went <laughs> off to college and you were out of state from us because we moved, we moved out of Texas. You didn't leave Texas. We left Texas. That's right. So, <laughs> Y'all deserted me. Yes, we deserted you um, when you went to college. So I would assume that me, the high schooler, wrote to you, the college student, but oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't yeah. promise. But I'm, I know that once, I, I know for sure that when I did my study abroad in France, when I was in college, I know that we wrote to each other because I have, um, I have those letters. And at least I'm, the ones I wrote to you. I mean, you wrote to me. Because <laughs> I, I read them about a year or so ago, I went through my box of letters from France and um, read them because we were, you know, we were having our foreign exchange student come and, and I wanted to kind of remember what my experience was like as she was coming into our home. And so I sat down and read a bunch of them. And it was so interesting, the things that we documented and the things that we said, you know, 19, 20, whatever year old selves. So, right. I'll bet. If you wrote to me, I probably have them. They're in a box in the garage. And, <laughs> and I've, I find them in pockets of things. Like I will find a, a box inside of a box and all the letters are still in there. And I've never, mm -hmm. I know the archivist who has the completely unorganized personal collection, they're all grouped together by the time period. So in the 90s when you were there, they're probably all in the same box of letters from that time period. And the oh, time yeah. period seemed to shift when I, as I move houses. Right. But right. we started, we switched to email probably in the late 90s. Yes. When uh, I, I know that when I graduated law school and was getting married, I know I was emailing at that point and that was 98. Um, but it was still kind of a new thing. And you, you wrote like long formal emails, you know? <laughs> That's what I was about to say is it was this, the early emails that you and I, when I moved down to Galveston and you were still up in wherever you were then, we, we still wrote emails to each other that look and read like letters. And I know that because back then I printed <laughs> every single one of them and kept them in a file marked Lisa. Aww. So I, I do have file boxes full of printed emails. <laughs> you know, that that's funny that when we – so when email took over, we really stopped writing letters. Um, and then now, you know, we, we don't – I'm trying to think, do we 
do that kind of formal communication anymore. I, I can't remember the last time I sat down and wrote someone a, like a letter letter or sent them a long, e like a formal email either. Now, when you want to tell someone you're thinking about them or tell some someone about what's going on with you, you either <laughs> send them a text that says like, oh, thinking about you, oh, blah, 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 like something really short. I don't like not these long texts or you call them on the phone because there's no long distance charges anymore or you post stuff on Facebook and just assume they'll see it. Oh, I was thinking that the the little cards that you used to pick up that were friendship cards that had the really mm -hmm. funny sayings in them and cute oh, art, yeah. those little things that you used to just dash off, to me, that's like going on the, any of their social media feeds and clicking the like button or leaving a comment. And in some way, it's, it's a different type of interaction. It's a much more um, temporary form of, of communicating and it's uh it's reactionary you know you're reacting to things and you know it's faster and you can share your life kind of right there i will say that i miss letter writing and i never thought about it <laughs> how it feels like our lives got faster and faster but i look back in college i can remember taking a legal pad of note uh, you know a lined legal pad of paper mm -hmm. and going out with to uh, going and sitting somewhere outside and writing long newsy letters to people. Yes. Yes. It, it must have been a weekend or something because, you know, I didn't go anywhere on the weekend. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I have a very vivid memory of writing these types of letters. And that's not the kind of thing I feel like I have time to slow down and do anymore. If I slow down, I'm scrolling social media or I'm watching a TV show that. I had recorded or I'm out with my kids or there's a number of other things I would be doing. I, you know, shall I agree. I think about that sometimes that I miss writing and I don't miss writing. And I, what I'm trying to say is I think about wanting to reach out to somebody that I haven't spoken to in a long time or haven't really had a, you know, a good conversation with, or maybe they don't live close um, and it feels awkward just to pick up the phone and say, hey, what's up? And have this, you know, long catch-up conversation. So how do you bridge that gap? And and I've thought about it. And I've actually written it on my to-do list several times that I should write them a letter. Or I should go get a cute, funny greeting card and write in every inch of empty space like I used to when I was a college student. When I would, my best friend from high school and I would send greeting cards back and forth and we would write in every single, you know, white space on the card. And I think I should do that. I should go do that. And then I don't do it. And uh, it would be so lovely. Think of it. Think of this. You go check your mail. And <laughs> oh my gosh, there's something personal in it. And not just, let's say, a greeting card for your birthday that just says love so-and-so, but an actual letter, <laughs> not a bill, not junk mail, but actual, you know, good stuff in your email, in your mailbox. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, you just reminded me I need to go check my mail. Uh, we don't <laughs> check it that often because it's either bills, 
that haven't been transferred to e-bills yet, or it's election material right now. And ads, I mean, we still get ads. So I'm not really sure why we need to go and check the mail these days. But think about when you were in college. I mean, it's our first time away from home, right? We, You and I each lived in dorms mm -hmm. when we were at school and uh, dorms and then apartments. And we would check the mail probably every day. And I would say every couple of days there was a letter in it, at least from mom. And yes. she would send us a note. Usually it was just on a, I would say just a white pad of paper or like a, um, on a pad of paper, not like a, not like fancy stationery or anything. And she would no, write us a note about whatever was going on. But always in the envelope, there was a clipping of like a news article or a cartoon, something, something Absolutely. that she thought we'd want to know. And I just remember, I don't, I don't know, feeling good about that, like getting something in the mail, in the physical mail, um, every couple of days from mom that she took the time to do this. And all of a sudden I'm thinking of y'all sending me brownies with cinnamon in them. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's year. a strange choice. <laughs> it, it was an odd choice. I think our brother did him. But wow. you're right about the, the newspaper clippings. Even in this bag from my days at Yellowstone, there's maybe 15 envelopes from mom. And I was only there for 10 weeks. There's probably 15 envelopes from mom and they're stuffed with cartoons, comic strips that she knew I liked, that she didn't know mm -hmm. if I was getting a newspaper in Yellowstone. And I don't remember if I saw a newspaper. The other clippings that she has are the weekly recaps of the soap opera that we all watched. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were <laughs> days of our lives addicts for many, many years, <laughs> like decades. Yes. Yes. You know, it's it's funny because I, I was thinking about, you know, going to check the mail at college and getting things from her all the time. Because remember, you only called home like once a week because it was long distance and it cost money. Um, but also, why do I not send my kids stuff? Care packages? I, well, I, no, I send them care packages, but I don't include a personal note. It's more like, a, you know, hope you're having a great, you know, like, whatever. Good luck on finals and love mom. I don't write them a note to go with it when I send them food. And sometimes I'll even just order it on Amazon and just have it shipped. I need to write my kids. Yeah. You did better than I did when both my girls were in college. I don't remember sending them much of anything. <laughs> I texted <laughs> them and, and they called home, but uh, I really I'm sorry if you're listening. <laughs> but I, I did that. not do what my mom did for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was thinking about that now as, as a parent of young adults. We each have two young adults, um, and I'm soon to have a, a third one. Um, what if we wrote them letters? What if we took the time to write each of our kids, young adults, a letter? First of all, I don't know if they can read my handwriting, but because that's the cursive. Can thing. they read cursive? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think they can read mine because they're used to it. I think we'll find out. But what if, you know, 
mm-hmm. wouldn't I, I just think that would be to show that dedication and time commitment and it doesn't have to be anything great it doesn't have to be a huge like love story to them about how much I love them or whatever it could just be the randomness that we used to write about and and see if they write back like maybe maybe they'll just get excited to check the mail yeah but it also makes me think of how how rarely I have to mail something oh yeah I mean everything I pay is online so it's not like I need stamps to write a check because I don't use checks anymore um it's just it's it's I hate to say it feels like the end of an era, but I, as a former archivist, I do have to wonder what is researching in 50 years going to be like looking back at all of the digital material that they're trying desperately to save and, and, you know, decide what to keep and then make available in the future. How are they going to keep that? I know what to do with paper. (laughs) I know how to, (laughs) I know how to define and preserve paper items, even if I don't do a great job of it here in my house. (laughs) But is our personality going to come through? You were telling me about your husband's grandmother having Mm -hmm. written you letters when you were married? Yes. When we were newly married, I want to say, or when we first had kids, but all that time period. And she used to write us, you know, she lived in Central Texas and she would write us letters. And it was so adorable because, you know, I didn't have the opportunity to know her when she was younger, of course, um, or even middle-aged. When I met her, she was already quite um, uh, mature. (laughs) It's the nice way to say it. And so it was fascinating. And then I only saw her a couple of times a year. So it was fascinating to read these letters because she would write things like, hee hee hee, you know, in, in when she was writing or ha with an exclamation point. And she would make these little jokes and it, reading it. I just remember I used to have this big smile on my face and um, I got to know her as a person through reading those letters more than I did the couple of times a year we would go up there for a couple hour visit. Yeah. Something about writing is intentional. And, you know, they're long and they're newsy or they can be short. And for people going back, going back years in time, <laughs> it was the only way to communicate. I remember a collection of letters that we had in the archives that were written in the 1840s. And they were, like you said, they covered every square inch of that piece of paper. And when she got done writing in a line, she would sometimes turn the paper 90 degrees and write across it. And you know that you can read well. (laughs) It's almost like reading a separate language. To be able to read in cursive from that time period, crisscross, (laughs) you know, it feels like winning. You're like, woohoo, give me a gold medal (laughs) when you figure that out. But because paper was scarce and they didn't know when they'd get letters, you know, back and forth between each other. So, and you do, you feel like they've come alive again. You read them and you you get to know who they are, at least as they're sharing with their mother or their sister or their husband. And it just makes them live. I've actually been thinking about for, 
I'd say for my anniversary, but it's not coming up anytime soon. But just in general, I want to have a date night with my husband and we dig out the letters that we wrote each other. Um, while we were, uh, so every summer I left Houston and went to where our parents were. And so he and I would write back and forth. And then the one summer I was in France. And so we have a lot, we actually have lots of letters and cards and things like that. And I would love to sit and um, read them read to them each other with him. Oh, but yeah, but I would love to have that experience and to kind of, I mean, that was, that was a long time ago. I don't I can't do math like 30, 30 <laughs> years ago. I want to say thank you because I do have an anniversary coming up in about six <laughs> weeks and I do know where that particular shoebox is at there the top go. of my closet. And it's always been in the top of our closet since the mid nineties. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually thinking that might be a really good idea. No, I think that, think of it, it's a lot of times you watch your wedding videos after, you know, for your anniversary or something. This, that's a whole nother idea is to sit and go back and read these letters of what you wrote to each other. Um, I remember very vividly the, when I realized that I was going to marry my husband, like, you know, that I remember I was writing him a letter. I was sitting in this, um, in my room in France, sweating to death because there was, of course, no AC and it was summer. And um, I was sitting in that room, sweating to death, thinking I need to write him a letter. And I remember sitting there with my pen and my paper and I just felt this overcome of emotion, like this is the man I'm going to marry. And um, I don't remember if I wrote it in that letter or not, but but I have this you know connection and and um, emotion attached to those letters. So we think about that, and and I, man, I really, really feel called to write again to like write a letter to somebody. Yeah, somewhere in there, you know, we segued into doing those Christmas newsletters that. Some, of, some people call bragging letters, but I think the reason we did Christmas newsletters were we didn't have time to handwrite a letter to every single person, especially when, I mean, for mom at least, I know she had probably 75 people that she sent Christmas cards to because every time we moved, she took with her that address book. And that's the way she, she there were some people that she wrote to at least every two or three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then there were some people that she only reached out to at the Christmas card time. And when we moved is when we started those letters because it was an easy way you could type it out, you could make copies, and you could send one letter to everybody and just let them know what's going on with us. Mm -hmm. And we used to mm -hmm. just sit and read those, remember? And mm -hmm. it, it didn't feel like yeah. a bragging letter. Well, it was just us catching up. But you bring up an interesting point. You know, we used to have address books, like mm -hmm. physical, or we had a Rolodex, or we had both um, address books where you you had to write someone's address and phone number, and um, when they moved, they would notify you, and you would either either you wrote it in pencil because you were really uh, obsessively neat, and we'd erase it, and or you were like me, you I know you're raising your hand, or you're like me, and you just wrote it in pen and you scratched it out and rewrote it. Um, so I struggle every year because 
I, it takes me a minute to figure out if, if, if I have the right address for the right person or if they've moved and I forgot to record it because a lot of times what I'll do, cause I'm not super early on Christmas cards. I will use when they send me a card, I will use their return mm-hmm. address label to address the next one. And sometimes I forget to put it in. Um, I have it online address book and outlook and i forget to update it in outlook so and it's kind of it's kind of difficult <laughs> well and i'm worse i hate to tell you that i don't have an outlook anymore so i don't have a contacts list that i keep everything in outlook i have my phone but it's just phone numbers or email addresses and i've lost track of where people live these days i have one friend that when i do get around to sending those christmas cards more about that later they, I have to send them a Facebook message or an Instagram message and say, do you still live on this street? Yeah. And this year I realized that I've gotten a Christmas card bounce back for the last two years from someone. And I still have forgotten because by the time it bounces back, you forget. And I still haven't asked her, do you not live there anymore? <laughs> Someone's but going... Oh, Shelly stopped sending me Christmas cards. Wonder what so happened. So many people, so <laughs> many people dropped off sending actual Christmas yes. cards. And yes. I will admit, I no longer do the long newsy letter anymore. I do that real short little, okay, the kids are here, here, and here. Love y'all. This year, I, I ordered the cards. I did wait to place the order until I had the right picture from you know, <laughs> that I wanted. And so I ordered them late, but I thought, no sweat. I will get them before the first of the year and they'll all, they'll go out, you know, right, right at January one. And then my cards got caught in the post office snafu of 2023, 24, which was they went into some warehouse somewhere for about three and a half weeks and just got lost. And, but finally they arrived. It's the middle of January. <laughs> and finally I get my Christmas cards. I don't have stamps. And now I don't want to sit and look up addresses. <laughs> so just for note, it is it is nearing the end of February and Shelly has not sent out a Christmas cards. Yes. They'll be Easter cards. No, they're still – it's fine. Just send them out. People will be – trust me, I, I would get, have such a big smile on my face if it is March and I open my mailbox and A, there's something that's not a bill or junk mail or election mail uh, in it. And it's your Christmas card. I think that would be awesome to get a well, Christmas card. Well, you have card my Christmas in, card. I, I know. I know. Because I, I handed it. it to you in person. I know. I know. I'm just <laughs> saying that I think most people would be like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Hey, look at it this way. You get more attention because you're not getting mixed up with all the other Christmas cards. <laughs> True. True. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you usually get a Christmas card from me, there's a reason why you didn't this year. And it's not because yeah. I didn't make the card. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, do we want to bring back writing letters? Do you want to write letters? Because I've been thinking, okay, so I've been thinking there's somebody that I want to say thank you to that um, gave me advice and uh, it took me a long time. I didn't like the advice necessarily. And it took me a long time to process it and do it. And it has been such a blessing for me that I took her advice and she's not somebody who lives locally. So I can't like take her to lunch, 
And I was thinking, yeah, I could text her or I could shoot her a Facebook message or whatever and say, wow, that was great. What if, what if I sat and wrote her a letter telling her the difference that her advice made um, for me? Wouldn't that what be are you gonna write it on? better? And what will you write it on? Well, do you still have stationery or do you need to come borrow some of the drawer full of mine? Um, since I am currently working on decluttering my house, uh, as, as we've talked about many, many times, episode 12, facing down our clutter, I recently purged all of my greeting cards and stationery. That's mm. not true. I do still have some really nice um, folded note cards with a embossed J on them that my mother-in-law gave me when I got married 25 years ago. Um, I do still have some of those. But no, I was thinking I might just get a nice greeting card. I was going to say that as we start going through things and identifying all these letters and um, long newsy letters that other people sent to us, I've been mm -hmm. reaching out to them and saying, hey, I'm cleaning out a box in the garage and I just found all your letters from 1990. No, let me think. I just found letters from you from 1988 to 1993. Would you like any of these? Because they tell the story of your life and <laughs> you know what's going on with you at that time. And some of them are like, nope, that's fine. Thanks. But you know what's <laughs> funny? You mentioned that to me years ago that, that um, people do that, that they give back letters in that way, um, I guess, through your work at archives and stuff like that. And I, I kind of thought it was crazy. I was like, why would I do that? And wait, wait, I have to sit, hang on, the older I get. Um, you're, you're right. I, I actually would love to read. So anyone out there who I wrote a letter to once upon a time, either when I moved away from Texas and high school, middle, I mean, in a college, when I was, maybe I was in France, you know, whatever. If I wrote you a letter sometime, and you don't want it, you're cleaning out your house. I would, I would, I would really be interested in it because um, it's very different than a journal. Letter writing is different than journal writing because letter yes. writing, you're you're telling someone else. Journal writing is to yourself. So I would love to see kind of what I thought was important in my life or what I what I wanted to share with somebody else. Um, even if it's the mundane, like, you know, those stories of silly things that happened or I just, I'm interested to see what was like 19 year old me like. Wonder if your handwriting has changed much. I think my cursive was much prettier. I think now, I know now, I don't really write in cursive. I write a mix of print and cursive. I don't do anything proper. Um, so yeah, I know it was, I know it was prettier. It was more like school taught looking. But I wrote, I read a book, uh, I don't know how many years ago, long time ago. Um, and it was the, you're gonna have to help me with the name, Shell. The Guernsey Potato Peel Pie Society book. Is that how you say it? The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. There we go. Okay, so I read that book, I don't know, about five or six years ago. And I remember when I first because it was the movie was coming out and so I thought, oh I, I love to read books before I see the movie so I got the book and and then I saw it was letters the whole book is written in letters to and from the main character no narrator 
no third party, just her letters. And I thought, this is wild. I can't read this. But I did. And I absolutely loved it. I felt like you got to know her character. I think her name is Julie or Juliet. You got to know her better. Because what, what, you know, an interior monologue sounds like versus what you write to somebody else. Very, very different. And, and when she would write to her best friend or her agent or, you know, whomever, each letter, the tone, the way she spoke to them, what she said, it's different. I, I just, I felt like it was a very intimate look at a, and gave a robust picture of her personality. Lisa, that's a fantastic example of a fictional version of presenting letters and correspondence. And I thought for a moment you were going to go back to that book you love so much, The Letters Between St. Zelly and St. Louis Martin. And a lot of people publish letters of famous or notable people, presidents especially. Um, I have one from childhood from Laura Ingalls Wilder called West From Home. When she left Missouri and went to visit her married daughter out in San Francisco in 1915, and and it's quaint, and there's just so much information about how she shares to her husband about the trip, et cetera, et cetera. So, will they have those same type of books 50 years from now? That's a good question. I. I read, well, the one you mentioned is called A Call to a Deeper Love, um, the family correspondence of the parents of St. Therese of the Child Jesus. And I read one, oh gosh, a couple years ago, and I, I, I wish I'd had time to look this up before I didn't think about it. There was one written between a mom and her daughter when her daughter went to, um, she was teaching school, I want to say in Japan, uh, teaching English when she graduated from college and they wrote letters back and forth and they, um, over the span of like a year and they published it as a book. And again, it was just really lovely about, um, each of their experiences and some, some family things that happened and how they corresponded about it. And, um, again, I'm, it, you know, now that we have cell phones and email and texting and all of the social and all that, I, I don't know. And do people want to, want to read it? Yeah. Well, you don't have to read it right away. I think the the joy of it is that it's a snapshot or a time capsule of who we were 30 years ago and the love letters from mom and dad during their early courtship when they were both at other different universities. There's something special about capturing that moment in time. Mm -hmm. So I have a challenge for you as you're working on decluttering a lot faster than I am. <laughs> Sorry, maybe thinking I it's, might never, but it's a marathon. I, it's not a race. <laughs> I, I was thinking that as I start going through more boxes and you start going through your boxes, maybe we can find letters, find out if we wrote letters to each other, mm -hmm. they would be in that, that level <laughs> that is the early 90s, I think. So I just have to find that box that has early 90s and really start diving into it. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think I know that I've got some from you, like I said, when I was studying abroad. I don't know. The other thing I thought about was maybe 
writing a letter to our parents. I don't know. I think that mom, don't listen to this just in case I want to surprise you by writing a letter. Shh. Um, I think it would be fabulous to write if our parent, you know, speaking to you, dear listener, like if your parents or gosh, your maybe your grandparents are still alive. What if, what if we wrote to them and I wonder how much they would appreciate it. Now, I know that a lot of the older generations, their handwriting, writing is difficult. Handwriting is difficult. And maybe reading could be difficult too. So maybe maybe typing the letter and printing it out, not email, but like printing out a letter to, um, to that, that that's the same, it's the same thing, whether you're handwriting or you're printing. So my earliest memory of writing a letter is writing to our grandparents both sides of the family, because we had moved to Missouri. Uh, I was five, so you were probably two, two and a half. And I remember writing on those cute little cards that you folded and then put a little seal on them, and then mom would address it and mail it for me. Hadn't thought of that in years until you said that about writing to the grandparents. I also know that when I was at Yellowstone, grandpa his handwriting would be poor and it would tire him out. So he would record little cassette tapes and just talk to me. He never knew when to catch me on the phone. And like you said, long distance was expensive, but he would record on a cassette tape and tell me everything that was going on and mail them to me. And what's great about that today is I still have them. I still hear his voice. You know, that's, I do remember writing to grandparents a lot when we were younger and them writing back. Um, And I need to challenge my kids to do that while they can, really, to take the opportunity and write. Because honestly, the only time they really write letters now have been when they're at summer camp. (laughs) And they don't have access to devices, and so they have that rest time. And I would always send them with stamps and cards and things like that. And now that they're off at school, they do call the grandparents, but maybe maybe I'll plant that seed that they could also write a letter. That's a great idea. I really think, Shell, that moving forward, like, you know, how we usually have a question or a challenge. I, I think that our question for our dear listeners is really, do you write letters? Did, did you ever? Do you? Do you miss it? Do you want to? To, to write one, just to sit down and write one. Pick a friend, grab a card, write something intentional. Sit down, think about that person. Because writing a letter to someone requires thought and silence. And in a way, we, you know, we move through life at a thousand miles an hour now. It's mm-hmm. so much easier to shoot them a text or a social media message. But by sitting down and taking pen in hand and thinking out loud what you would tell them if you were face-to-face with them is a whole different way of communicating. And it's one that would surprise them, I think, for them to get a letter. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure what to say, what would you, what would you like to read in a letter? I mean, that's, that's what you, that's what you write. Remember you start dear (laughs) so-and-so, their name, not so-and-so, comma. Dear listener. Then you start the next line (laughs) and then you end it with, love or sincerely or cordially best wishes or and tune in on social media and after we post this we'll go on and remind you 
how to address a letter and where to put the stamp. <laughs> yeah. No, just kidding. You can Google it. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today and listening to us. We'd really like to hear from you. Do you have a lot of letters? Are you thinking about writing a letter? Let us know. Please come and like this. Leave us a review so we hear from you out there and share it with others and invite them to listen also. We release a new episode every Thursday and you can connect with us at our page sound mind and spirit and if you scroll down to the bottom you can sign up to receive an email from us and we'd love to hear from you how'd i do lisa <laughs> pretty good pretty good i will I'm i'll learning. give you two thumbs up thanks dear listener for being here today and we look forward to hearing from you about your experience with letter writing bye y'all Indiana says, thank you for listening. Indiana has a lot to say about this topic. <laughs> Indiana, hush, you can't hold a pen. <laughs>